Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here. We're going to try this for a second time. Our uh, system just dropped out, but we are broadcasting live from Pensacola in our studios down here in uh, downtown Pensacola. And I have on the other side of our computer lines here, I have Alex and uh, Joyce who are both here to share their uh, business stories and experience with us today. So uh, welcome, both of you. Thanks so much. So if you would, if you wouldn't mind, uh, uh, please introduce yourselves. And uh, Alex, please go ahead and start with you. Hi, this is uh, Alex Calcott calling from up in New Hampshire. I work for Seacoast Financial Planning. I'm a managing partner here. We have offices in New Hampshire and Boston on the North Atlantic seacoast and are also privileged to have clients down in Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and uh, 40 other states. And we have a wealth management practice, comprehensive family and small business, financial planning, and we also have a complimentary tax services practice and estate planning too. So enjoy working with people uh, locally and virtually and uh, always great to make new friends across the country. Great. Well, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Sure thing. Okay, Ms. Joyce, it's all you. Hi, I'm Joyce Wheeler. I'm from Louisiana, and I have been formulating skincare products since 2011. I started my business, Heavenly Bodies, in 2012. I am certified to formulate skincare products using organic ingredients. So I am looking to work with some estheticians virtually, which is totally possible. So if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, hborganicskincare.com, and just look me up. Be happy to work with you. Well, great. Well, we are glad you're here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so Alex, talk to me about the uh, worldwide takeover that it sounds like you guys are in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly, hardly. Try, really just trying to be like a one-stop shop for busy professionals and busy everybody. You know, these days we've kind of responded to the feedback of people that, you know, why do I have to have a stockbroker guy and a insurance guy or a gal and kind of like all these different people. And we realized that we wanted to be more than just a strong Rolodex for people and to say, hey, I got someone for you and give them a business card or, you know, maybe a lukewarm introduction by way of email that really wasn't good enough for us because we were finding that clients weren't always following up. So uh, to the hundred percent level that we really wanted to, them to, and we really genuinely care about our people having all their ducks in a row. So we found by being able to loop people in under the umbrella of, um, of Seacoast, that that was a brand that people really uh, were responding well to uh, for people who visited us in an office. Sometimes we'd, be able to grab somebody on the fly and loop them in or get them on a call. And, you know, that was just really helping people get the job done. And um, to your point of the, the global takeover, you know, uh, we, we have this Seacoast brand where we're so proud of our local communities up here in the Northeast. But I said to a partner recently, you know, uh, the worst case scenario is we wind up like Southwest Airlines. And I don't know about you, but I've flown Southwest Airlines from Boston to Chicago and you know, neither of those places are in the Southwest, but that doesn't stop me from <laughs> right. getting on the plane. So 
Yeah, so, so yeah, I, that's I the truth. Idea that maybe we'll outgrow the name of our team, but that uh, people will be quite all right with it. So, uh, how did you? Uh, so, I guess a couple of questions, really. Uh, your ideal client, you know, what does that look like? And then, how did you guys decide that, that it needed to be the one-stop shop as opposed to having individual, uh, you know, people to do those individual pieces of the job? Yeah, we found that it was um, by having some kind of uh, similar branding. It just really occurred to people that, all right, their job's not done. You know, once they've opened that IRA or once they've followed up on some investment recommendations and you know, that all this, all this other stuff that they have to do is, is part of their overall financial health, really their holistic financial well-being. So we found by having the common branding that, you know, it really helps people kind of see these to-dos as, you know, uh, as one and the same. So, uh, and they know full well that we work together, we work hand in hand with these other professionals. Sometimes with their permission, you know, we're able to um, have some conversations offline so we can be as prepared as possible uh, for those people. So it's been kind of in response to client demand and also in anticipation and recognition and respect of their very busy lives. Um, we're a little bit different than some other teams of approximately um, 13, where of those 13, eight are financial advisors. We manage about um, $400 million in assets. Typically, once a group grows to that size, they start having fairly robust account minimums of $100,000 or $250,000 investable. Uh, we have no investment minimums whatsoever, and that's not just as favor clients, you know, the children and grandchildren of larger clients. Um, we've had really great experiences taking good care of people who have uh, grown with us over time. Um, our team tends to be relatively young. We tend to be late 30s, early 40s. So we have young families. We like to work with people who are just like us um, or people who maybe have had a financial professional retire on them on already and they don't want to have that happen again. So a lot of us on the team are kind of in that, that sweet spot of, you know, we're not retiring tomorrow by any means. we got a few more decades in the business, but we have a few decades under our belts professionally, so we're ready to go for them. Very neat. So uh, since you guys are all one-stop shop, like what does that really include? Like what kind of services are you guys offering? Yeah, so we work with clients, um, three different ways, I, I'd say. There are those clients who um, really are just kind of having their first uh, account or so, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly help them uh, have the best possible uh, investments with a very large platform. Uh, one thing that we do, sort of taking a step back, since we spend so much of our time working with accountants, um, I actually teach accounting at the University of New Hampshire, and I'm an attorney by trade who took tax law in law school. And so really knowing the right kinds of accounts for people in the first place, not only what to hold in it, that has outstanding performance, is really fee conscious and in alignment with their risk tolerance and goals. Having the right accounts in the first place is, is a really important piece of, of advice. So yeah, for some people it's account only asset management. Uh, for our typical client, we have uh, financial planning, we're, we're taking into account their cash flow, their protection needs, protecting what they already have, not just you know worrying about growing the pot, um, and having some sort of an advice relationship where we're meeting some number of times a year, either in person and or virtually, 
And then that third level is for uh, some of our wealthier clients or, or business consulting services who really need that kind of concierge service, maybe boardroom treatment in terms of having multiple people across different professions looped in semi-regularly to get the job done for them. So those are our three levels of work um, with people. And it's our job to kind of help fit them, you know, with what they're looking for. And are you finding that uh, people are tending to uh, take onto this business model more so than, than the individual, uh, you know, pieces that was before? No, we're, we're finding that we are, we are rather alone. There's, there's, um, there, there's a group in Kansas, um, and one or two others. There are a lot of people we find who say, Hey, wouldn't it be great if, um, and those people usually unfortunately get in their own way and haven't exactly pulled it off. So what we're seeing is, unfortunately, there are a kind of a, a lot of solo practitioners who don't have the backing of more than, you know, part-time staff or a junior partner or something. We really haven't seen done too many other places what we are doing at Seacoast Financial Planning. And if anyone wants to see a little bit more about the core financial planning practice that we have, SeacoastFinancialPlanning.com will get you there. My own name, alextalcott.com, uh, redirects to our team page. So you can see our core financial planning team, and it's the financial planners and staff that act as kind of the quarterbacks in terms of uh, finding you know, when and how to loop in the attorneys and the accountants. Uh, we find that, that that's the best way to go. So are you, are you guys finding yourselves educating people more than anything else in order for them to kind of understand the benefit of, of what your firm is doing? I mean, that, that's the best thing we can possibly do. The best thing that we can do is when we talk ourselves out of business sometime and, and, and give people that education, some people come to us, you know, saying they want to open a 529 college savings plan uh, for a child or, you know, they give the low hanging fruit of a sale that a tradi- traditional salesperson would just say yes to. Um, we don't say the easy yes. We, we really do slow people down have those quality conversations, you know, around a wood table with coffee or, or, or virtually what have you. And I mean, even if somebody wants to roll over a 401k to us, um, again, we're slowing them down. We're having what we call a leave it or roll it conversation, really showing them the pros and cons, the advantages and disadvantages of different choices. We spend time educating people on their own employee benefits where they work and give them advice on their 401ks that they're not even in a position to move to us. So like on their outside investments, because we really like to show that we care about their wealth and their health, you know, wherever it may lie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, absolutely. I taught, I taught five college courses at on three campuses this past fall semester. I'm teaching um, at the university of New Hampshire this semester, as well as our local community college, I enjoy talking to people of all ages and all levels of sophistication about, you know, their strengths, about their concerns, what opportunities immediately present themselves as just kind of that next positive step they can take in the right direction. So for those that are, uh, I guess there's a couple different levels here, but for the, you know, the rookie in the game, what are some of those steps that I should be thinking about or, or, or at least moving towards in your opinion? Yeah. So the, the Roth IRA is, is such an important um, account for people. We think that 
too many people are scared away from the R in IRA, the, the retirement aspect of it, the sense that, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, tie up my money just yet. You know, maybe I can get there. You know, maybe I'll be able to f- afford to do it soon. Our perspective at Seacoast is that you can't really can't afford not to do it. And there's more flexibility to those accounts than most people realize. So to that R notion, rated R, retirement, uh, <laughs> which not a lot of people like even use that R word. You know, a lot of people, it's about financial independence. We have to couch it different ways for, for different folks. But really, the money that you put into a Roth IRA, that's dual purpose dollars. Um, you can always get your principal out. And that is without taxes. That is without penalty. And, and that 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 fact is, is not shared enough with people. You're not tying up your money by putting it into a Roth IRA. So some some people won't. You know, some people won't fight that fight or uh, really hunker down on explaining that to clients because they figure, oh, maybe they'll put a little in the Roth. Maybe they'll put a, an, another uh, bid into a brokerage account, and, and we don't really care, right, especially if it's a commission-based business. Right, right. Well, we do care, and we really want people to know that, you know, uh, under most circumstances, we don't want to be opening that second account unless they're fully funding that first Roth IRA account. And so the notion that you can't afford not to do it, you know, people need to remember that uh, once you hit a certain income level, you're not even allowed to put money into it unless you go through some sort of a, a backdoor strategy. So it's kind of like the government telling you uh, as, as middle class people, like, hey, this is an opportunity, but it's a limited opportunity. You can only put into it up to a certain amount and only if you're at a certain income level. So the IRS raised this year, the amount that you can put into a Roth IRA, uh, $1,000, and that's the first time they increase the amount that you can put into it in about six years. So, hey, the government's not making it that easy for us to not pay taxes, and Roth IRAs grow tax-free and are tax-free upon withdrawal. So at Seacoast Financial Planning, you know, we really sing the praises of the Roth IRA, uh, like, like above and beyond what we see other people doing. We love it. Right. And then uh, for somebody who's maybe already got some money invested in, and uh, maybe is a little bit more experienced in this, what's a, a good move that you see for them to be thinking about? Yeah, we always, um, on those people who have uh, saved money and um, maybe gotten some returns, we like to get real with them about how they've been doing their total return. We, uh, we perform CPR on those um, outside accounts. We look at the cost. We see what they're paying internally, all in. We look at the performance, and we look at the risk. You know, how, how much risk have they taken on to to have those returns? And that's a really important thing to do for people. All three: the cost, the performance, and the risk. We see people who've been maybe rushed by HR when they start a new job. They they wind up in a target date fund as their sole investment within their 401k, and that might not be in alignment with their risk tolerance. They might not be able to say how open to risk they are off the top of their heads, but um, you know, we can show them some, some dollar numbers and some percentages and by way of other conversation get at you know, how much downside they're okay with in the name of a certain amount of upside and to see if what they've been in at work for years and years and years is, is appropriate, is respectful of what they want and what they're okay with. So we find that a lot of people are in denial or aren't even aware of how their own um, investments are performing. As a matter of behavioral finance, it's been true that people not only underperform 
the market when they're do-it-yourselfers, but they underperform their own investments. That is to say, some of the stuff that they have may have been good stuff to have held at some point in the not-too-distant past, but people really do buy and sell at all the wrong times. So I like to think that um, we care about people, but we, we really are, are not emotional uh, investment advisors. And that's good because uh, that's the last thing you need in the mix with money is emotions, right? But everybody has an emotion tied to yeah. it. Yeah, there are certain there are certain products where we find that people only ask about them if maybe the kids have been uh, crying and keeping them up at night, and you know they've been uh, subjected to some of those scare tactic commercials that are out there. You know, at Seacoast Financial Planning, we we respectfully. Um, will show that, you know, some of these different products and services exist for a reason. They're right for certain people under certain circumstances, you know, uh, but, but we, we never, never, never go for the, the, the quick sale in the name of, of, of a commission. We, we've, we're not really a, a commission shop. Most of our business is um, that kind of more fiduciary standard, same side of the table. Our clients do better. We do better sort of arrangement. So it's partly our job to find, you know, what is the most cost-effective and appropriate relationship to have with us if we are a good fit for people. Very good, very good. Well, if uh, anybody's interested in getting some more information or finding out some more from you, where can we send them to? Yeah, seacoastfinancialplanning.com. Uh, that's the, the website. We have a, a Facebook page that we keep really, really active with all sorts of articles on consumer finance kind of articles that are out there in the mainstream or not so mainstream and whether we think that that's an opportunity to start a conversation. Um, I think those are the two, two best places. Um, also by phone 603-319-8501, 603-319-8501 uh, for clients across the country. Uh, that, that's a great way to introduce yourself and uh, to start that conversation with Seacoast Financial Planning. Fantastic. Well, thank you for being here today. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, approach to financial planning. Well, yeah, we're, we're so happy to talk with, with somebody Florida-based because in New Hampshire especially, we have uh, retirees who moved down there. We have snowbirds who live dual lives in both places. They're both uh, no state income tax states, so a lot of great friends down in Florida. Very cool. Well, it's also a lot warmer down here. <laughs> uh, by, by a few multiples. Yeah, yeah, very cool. We'll hang out for a little bit. We're gonna uh, we're gonna hear uh, Joyce's story. And uh, uh, but again, thank you for being here today. Let the good times roll. Yeah. Okay, Joyce. So talk to me about uh, uh, how did you get into this? Well, back in two, late, late two thousand eight, two thousand nine, my husband had gotten sick. And he was misdiagnosed, and we, we found out it was mercury poisoning from the amalgam fillings of his teeth. And during the research, we just started pulling up all kinds of information about how toxic our world really is. And part of that was with the beauty care industry and how loosely regulated it is, and how they're allowed to use like 8,000 different chemicals that are toxic in beauty care products, a lot of them don't have to be disclosed. They can use the term fragrance and not have to actually say what it is, but it, that may also be a harmful chemical. So I wanted to know what I was putting on my skin because anything you put onto your skin absorbs into your bloodstream within 26 seconds. So I started 
learning about herbs, and I started making a salve and putting together different stuff. And then from there, I just started making my own products. My husband's a truck driver. He stopped at a gas station to fuel his truck, and the woman behind the counter had some psoriasis. And he carries the salve with him, and he said, well, here, try this. The next time he went back in, she was like, where can I get that? So she started telling other people when he started coming home and going, you've got something here. So then I just, people in the neighborhood wanted to try my skincare products and to let them. And so from there, just it, it turned into a business. Just like that. O- overnight, isn't it? Um, I wouldn't say it was overnight, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, to an extent, kind of, yeah, I guess. But, you know, I've, I've got a couple, none of my products have fragrances in them. Not even essential oils, because so many people these days are really sensitive to any mm-hmm. kind of fragrance. So my products are very earthy smelling. And our society is all about the senses. How does it look? How does it feel? How does it smell? You know, if you want to taste it, that's okay too, because, you know, what we put on our skin, we should be able to ingest. If we can't actually eat it, not that I want to eat my skincare products, but if I wanted to, I could with no worries of get physically ill. But they have a very earthy scent. So if somebody is very caught up on the fact that something has to smell good, you know, they might be a little bit turned off by my products. But I have had some of my customers who do want a scent and they have like essential oils into some of my products. I don't recommend that anything on the face because it, it Essential oils can irritate the eyes, so I don't recommend that. But, you know, some people are going to do what they want. Right. So I would think that uh, shouldn't everything that goes on your skin be organic? I mean, who wants to really put... uh, It should be that way to begin with, right? I mean, that's just common sense, I would think. Yes. 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 And plant-based, too. Yeah. So, okay, so where does one find a recipe book for skincare uh, organically made through... uh, you know, like how do you get? How do you figure out how to start mixing all this stuff together? Well, see, you know, that's the tricky part is that there's so much information out there, and a lot of it is misinformation. For instance, when I first started, one of the things, well, I did get involved with. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, where I was learning about herbs, where there were actually herbalists in this group, and a lot of them were in there have been herbalists for like 30 years. So they were very accredited in what they were doing. But some of the recipes I got were from like bloggers or on Pinterest. And the problem with that is like they were saying that vitamin E is a natural preservative and it's not. It will help oils to not go rancid, but it's not a natural preservative. So if you have any kind of water-based ingredients, aloe vera or hydrosols, and you use vitamin E, you're still risking the chance that it's going to go. It's it's not going to be preserved. It's going to go bad. So, uh, when you when you've gotten all this stuff mixed together, uh, did you have to send it off to some agency to, to you know uh, stamp it with approval and stuff? And then and then how do you get it into the stores? No, most most of us who are formulating our skincare products at home are not doing that when I did take a course to formulate and was giving tools like pH strips 
and different tools to use to be able to make sure that my products were safe for, for use. As far as getting them out into the stores, you know, that's just a matter of, I mean, first off, I'm, I'm not about big business. I'm not about getting my, I don't want my products in Target. I don't want them in Walmart. I, I, I would prefer to, like I said in the beginning, to deal with estheticians or to deal with, with small boutiques. I'm all about the small business person. Those are the people that I want to deal with. So we're getting them in. It's just a matter of approaching businesses and, you know, ask them if they'll go ahead and carry the products. And I pretty much do that one-on-one. There's also shows. We had we, we did go to one show. Um, didn't have a whole lot of luck there, but people were able to buy products, and we did have people. Our soothing staff is like our number one seller. So we had people coming back just to buy the soothing salve. We did have one place in Dolphin Island, Alabama, that they carry our soothing salve. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of getting getting yourself out there. And do you, so, and do you guys sell uh, all the rest of your stuff like on the on the web? Is it all internet based? Yeah, it's pretty much internet based. I do sell at two local farmers markets here in Louisiana. Okay. And so uh, if, I guess, what's the, what's the typical, what kind of products do you have? And I guess, uh, what's the typical, you know, cost of them for a consumer? I'm really glad you asked that because part of my branding is that my products are cruelty free, only certified organic ingredients and that they're budget friendly. My husband, when I, my eye and face cream, that I formulated when he found it, when he started comparing what people, and I, I have a half ounce size and I have a four ounce size. And when he started looking at the prices that other people are charging for the products, he's like, do you know how much you can get for that? And I was like, yeah, I do. But I feel that everybody has the right to a good quality product without it raping their, their pocketbook. So we, and I do have a couple packages that we put together. So we started out with our basic products, which were the, the soothing salve was the first, then the eye and face cream, and then we have two scrubs, a nighttime scrub and a daytime scrub. So those we packaged up to where you can get the trial size, and that's like $30 for the four of those. And then the four ounce size for those together, that's $58. And basically what's happening is you're getting a product for free if you go on the website and look at the individual pricing of each product. So it's really, it's, it's not a bad deal. And then from there, when I went and I took the course to formulate, I, it was an esthetician who, did, who was teaching the course. And she would give us a recipe. And then we took whatever ingredients we wanted and we, we put those together. So I have some other products that stem from that, which is my Versatile, and it's called Versatile because it's a mild makeup remover. It's a moisturizing cleanser, and it can also be used as a hair conditioner. And so that's that one, which I love. It's one of my favorites, and it's excellent for dry skin, just excellent. And then also my eye serum that came out of that, and... My oil cleanser. With the oil cleanser, when I took the course, was a really scary thing for me because I do have oily skin. So I'm thinking, why do I want to put oil onto my skin when my skin's already oil? But in fact, what the oil does is it'll pull 
the dirt. It'll remove the dirt from the skin and it cleanses the skin. And the oils actually are oils that will penetrate the skin and actually moisturize and feed the skin. So you don't have an oily, greasy feeling on your face at all. I call it refresh because it's very clean and very refreshing. So let me see which other one. Oh, um, the uh, soothing cleanse. And one of uh, there's the thing about when you get into doing this kind of business, there's so many other businesses out there. You have to make yourself stand out. So what I've done is I have two unique ingredients in my products. The first one is kombucha. Are you familiar with kombucha? I am. I actually was just introduced to that earlier this week. It's funny you didn't mention that. So, yes, I, I just had ah. my, my first drink uh, on Sunday. I see. And how did you like it? Uh, it was a little weird at first, but um, I, I think huh. it's growing on me. I always say kombucha is like the Grateful Dead. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you like it or you don't like it. Yeah, that's good. That's so, a good I own, I, so I brew my own kombucha, and I also sell that at the farmer's market, too. So what I've done is I have fermented all the sugar out of the kombucha. For those who don't know, kombucha is a fermented tea. That's what it is. So I've fermented all the sugar out. And I actually incorporated it into my versatile, into my iron face cream, and then into my soothing cleanse. I did research for five hours on kombucha and the benefits for the skin, and it regenerates skin cells very quickly. And also the good bacteria that's in the kombucha kills off any bad bacteria. So it's excellent. So I, instead of Neosporin, I've got it in a spray. I just... Like I said, fermented all the sugar out of the kombucha, and then I infused it with plantain. And plantain, it's not the banana-looking thing. Plantain is actually a very low-growing weed, which commonly grows around water spigots, and it grows pretty much so all over the United States. So, and that's an astringent. So that's going to go ahead and it's going to pull anything out that doesn't, you know, bacteria or venom, you know, break from mosquito bites and these things and whatnot. And then I just added, now that's the only one I did add essential oils to, and I've got a few drops of tea tree oil in there because tea tree oil is antiseptic, but that's like another one. And then we did do a couple of pet products. We've got a, a salve that we did for dogs for hot spots, and then we have a dog shampoo that we've done. And then we do have a small line of our essential oils, but we don't distill them. We actually purchased from an, another company we just have our label on it but we do have one it's called breath of life that my husband actually put together himself for his allergies and his asthma because he doesn't want to use his inhaler all the time so he did that one so it, that's really great for the respiratory system but i also find it very calming and relaxing because after he blends it together it's like the house will smell like it for a couple of hours and i just kind of like oh that's so nice very neat, very that's neat. Great. So that's pretty much our product line right now. You know, I'm always looking to grow. Oh, what I did the two, I have two bath salts that I have too. Okay. So when you said you were looking for uh, estheticians to do work with, how does that, how does that work for you? Because uh, you said you could do virtually. And, and so what are you looking to do? What I'm looking to do in the way of estheticians is formulate scarecrow skincare products for, specifically for their clients. So they have a client who comes in and she's got this issue, you know, she's got various, maybe broken capillaries and, you know, some other issues she's dealing with. 
and she's got this in particular skin tone and she's this skin type because there's a difference between skin tone and skin type and you not everybody's skin is agreeable to all ingredients say for instance if somebody's prone to acne you don't want to use coconut oil you don't want to use olive oil you don't, you don't want to use avocado oil because that's going to exasperate the um, condition so you have to use certain ingredients so I am capable when I did take the course one thing I had to do was take a two-part test and in the second half of the test I had three fictional clients that I had to formulate a whole skincare regimen for all three of them, which I really enjoyed a lot doing. I, I love to formulate. I love helping people. And I'd love to, you know, have, see people do things naturally. Let's go back to the way, you know, we need to do things and let's, every, everything here is given to us, so let's use it. I want to talk briefly about the second unique aspect of my, um, products sure. and that is and this is going this is going to seem a little weird for some people who don't get this whole thing but i use this uh, mineral called shungite and it's a mineral that comes from russia and it's a carbon family it's that they contain all the medicinal properties and all the energies of all the crystals so everything around us is energy we all have a, a vibration of frequency so what i've done is i've infused all of my liquids with Shungite energy. So say for instance, if you if you come to my house, you look at my kombucha, it's got shungite nuggets in it. You know, my uh, oil that I use for making my salve, it has shungite nuggets in it. Everything that's liquid has shungite nuggets in it. So that's the second. And actually, a lot of my clients come to me because of the shungite. Really? So, uh, it's, it's what does that do? What does the shungite do? Uh, well, it, it energizes. It gives energy. It it changes the I'm trying to think of the right word to say. It kind of changes the the makeup of the ingredient ingredient. It it heightens it. Okay. It, what is what it's doing so it's giving plus it's giving energy you're putting energy in it so you can program crystals and shungite with an intention so, so i can say to the shungite you know that i wanted to aid my products in making the skin more um elasticity Right. That'll work. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. That'll work. So, okay. Uh, so, okay. So, if anybody's if anybody's interested in taking a look at all these products and stuff, where can we send them to? They can go to hborganicskincare.com. Okay, you said HB. Yes, okay. H like in Henry, B like in boy. Organicskincare.com. Great. And uh, obviously you do shipping all over the, the U.S. Do you do outside of the country? No, international. No, we, we've looked at that and we don't totally understand it. And it doesn't qualify for that. Plus, it's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, that so it is. Basically, basically, within the United States, any orders of over $15, we get free shipping on. We have a flight rate shipping rate of, I think it's like 352 flat right I think is what it is mm -hmm. it's free something okay well very good well, uh, well thank you for being on today and sharing all this with us I really appreciate it 
Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'll tell you what, guys, let me get us out of here and then uh, stay on the line. I've got some uh, other stuff to go over when we get done. So uh, hang tight. And again, thank you both, uh, Alex and, and uh, 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 why am I just drawing a blank? <laughs> uh, Joyce, for uh, for being here today. And uh, I hope you guys uh, uh, wish you well on your business adventures. And it looks like you're both knee deep into your industries and, and got a good grip on what's going on. And I like to see the fact that both of you were doing something different for your, uh, for your verticals. And I think that's very neat. And, and it's always uh, intriguing to me when people are ready to disrupt the, the norm. So congratulations. And again, thank you all for being here. Likewise. All right. Hang tight. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening today. My name is Keith Hilbert. This has been Pit School Business Radio. You can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter, Picola BRX on Facebook, you can find us on LinkedIn at businessradioxstudios.pensacola, or you can find us on Instagram at Pensacola Business Radio, or on our websites at businessradiox.com, or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. If you are interested in being a guest on Business Radio X, please visit either one of our sites or our social media sites to find a link to book your appearance. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.